Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right. Welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, probably a bunch of other stuff too with people who love it. I am your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. To my right is the future, Justin Coulter, casting associate extraordinaire. Um, all right. Thanks to everyone who uh, who are our listeners and our subscribers. Please help us out by rating, reviewing, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. One day we'll be on Spotify. I got to figure that out. Um, yeah. So um, I haven't seen any new reviews lately, Justin. Really? Like people, I you know, people are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's commenting. No. At all. No, no, like five stars, no nothing. You know, I need that hit. Well, here's the thing: is like if I'm watching a video on YouTube, like I need, I need information, or I just want to watch a video. It always starts with like thirty seconds of, "Hey guys, like and subscribe and comment if oh, you like it." So I'm annoying. Yeah. Oh, got you. Yeah, All just right. a little bit. Hey, sorry for being <laughs> annoying. Please do just yeah do subscribe okay yeah. um, all right so um, um, postcard of the week yeah I actually I pulled two because one's not really a postcard one's a cute little card that someone sent and on the top of it says vintage text message <gasps> but it's a card right that's cute uh, dear Ryan thanks so much for the I guess I say it. Say, yeah. Thanks so much for the Purge audition yesterday for blank. I'm not going to say the character name. It's always a pleasure to read for you. I hope you have a fantastic uh, rest of the week. Cheers, Hannah Barefoot. Thanks, Hannah. It's cute uh, stationery. And then I'm going to go ahead with, a, with an actual um, postcard. This one comes from Cassidy Parker. She's got several pictures I know on her. the front. Yeah, we yeah. cast her in yeah. uh, looking... Looking for Alaska? Yeah, yeah, that scene got cut though. Oh, oh, sorry, Cassidy. I hope your agent told you that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if this is her learning. Um, she says, "Ryan and everyone at Glorioso Casting, oh, thanks for us. having me tape multiple times in the last few months. I hope you'll catch me on Dear White People on Netflix <gasps> August second. So it's all it's show. out already. Yeah, um, episode." Four, six, and nine. Hope to see you guys soon. Cassidy Parker. Um, she does not put how to contact her in case I wanted to contact her. I mean, I know how, but, but like, I'm trying to yeah. give shout out here. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. tell you who her agent is. It's uh, Locally, It's I think it's Del Corral. Anyway, oh, contact Del Corral. Yeah. <laughs> and later. There you go. All right. All right. Let's get to this week's guest. I'm really excited to have this guy. All right. Yes, it's a guy. All right. Uh, Josh Michael is, is that how you say it? Michael? That's, that's how you say All it. Right, I yeah, knew it. Thanks, man. I just want to make sure. One of the few that gets it right. He's an actor, a playwright, a director, and a musician from Conyers, Georgia. By the way, we listened to one of your albums and we'll talk about that. Right. A graduate of Florida State University's theater and creative writing programs. He's honed his craft on the stage at FSU School of Theater. 
There, he developed a love for film and TV, working on both sides of the camera with the acclaimed Florida State Film School. It is an acclaimed film school. Oh, I, thanks, I, man. I, I know about that. Every time I read that bio, when I, I'm almost like, should I remove should... acclaimed? It seems like a little <laughs> indulgent. Did, yeah. did you write this? I did. All right, good. Um, so you guys can judge him on his writing. The oh. writing portion of... Uh, oh, wait, he doesn't list himself as a... No, he does. It's coming up. Um, he is a published playwright. Josh is known uh, particularly for his theater uh, for young audiences works, uh, The Monster Hunters and Good Good Trouble on Bad Bad Island. He is the resident playwright at In Station Theater Company in Lynchburg, Virginia. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Um, As a director, he has created an animated uh, music videos for the acts Against Me. I know that band. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you do, was it like the the once he became uh, trans? Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the I, new. I did the the videos for Black Me Out and FML six six six. Can you cuss on your? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck my life six six six. Yeah, I know that. I have that yeah. album. Yeah. I like it. Oh man. <clears throat> and Waxahachie, we uh, that's another one on I his credits. We love that's heavy rotation yeah. in yeah. our um, office here. Yeah. We listen to Waxahachie man. a lot. She's so good. Um, Jake Bug, Neon Trees, and American Authors. Uh, Josh is the longtime drummer for the indie rock band Look Mexico. They have what's the 2016 album we listened uh, to? Uniola. Uniola. Oh gosh, you listen to that one? Yeah. Uh, Should so, we wait? We're late to the party. Is it, is no, that's any, a great one. It's a yeah. great album. I didn't play drums on that. Oh shit! Uh, I'm sorry. That, that was the only one that had a well, we did, pitchfork review on it. I know. Yeah, we yeah, did hit your. We hit your. We hit the website to see. Uh, and they had like shows with our, you know, our original drummer, Josh Michael yeah. was playing shows with us. And, uh, I don't know, we guys, we just figured that would be the, yeah, I did everything up until the EP that came out before that. So I did two LPs and like three or four EPs. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. We're going to get guys. into that band. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this is okay. a long one. <laughs> sorry, so yeah. jo- Josh is, uh, Josh lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's wrapped by J Purpose Talent Agency. Hell yeah. Oh, good Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Dude, thanks for thanks coming. For coming. That, so that, cool. that is like the longest intro I've ever yeah, given. That that. Oh, man. I got to I gotta really, you know, slice that thing up. No, when you well. read it without interruption it's pretty quick okay yeah no it, no it's good you should i yeah, mean it's a good read you wrote that for imdb yeah. and it's yeah. it's good to have on there it might not be great for a podcast i thought a fan had <laughs> written it i thought this person well, yeah, who wrote this the biggest follows. fan that should be <laughs> your fan wrote it, yeah. that your should be your fan. uh wikipedia page yeah. Well, well, okay that, you need one i need to get on it <laughs> okay so um we we probably know you better than you know us because we see tapes of you repeatedly and uh, got to say some of our favorite tapes. I think you have like the biggest fan in Justin right oh, here yeah, 100%. Um, Thanks. of any casting professional in the Southeast. I'm just going to put that out there. Dude, that's so J- cool. Justin talks about his favorites on, uh, wow. on <laughs> this podcast a lot. And I'd say that, that you're one of his favorites. Dude, oh, thank 100%. you. It yeah. means so much. Thank you. Um, so let's start from the beginning of you. Who are you? Uh, we know where you're from and where you live now. Um, how'd you get started in acting? I, like, y- you have a pretty prolific acting career That's in right. the Southeast for sure. Um, yeah. How did how did this all come about? You could go back as far as you want. Yeah, I, went, I started acting in high school. Um, I I had a teacher that kind of saw something in me. Um, he he cast me in uh, our our school's play at the time, which was The Hobbit. Okay. I played Gollum in The Hobbit before the movies came out, but um, uh, after the 
I based my my take on Gollum, uh, a, you know, a great deal on the uh, the cartoon version. You guys ever seen that? No. Oh man, it's great. Yeah, and it's like kind of a cartoony musical version. But anyways, um, I fell in love with it then. Um, Are you like a Hobbit nerd, like I, a Lord of the Rings nerd? No, not really. I mean, I haven't I haven't read the books. Oh man, this That's is okay. starting terribly. No, it's okay. Like, oh, I'll turn it off. That's immediately. all right. That's all right. Uh, no, yeah. So I. Uh, I, I, my brother was so I was very heavily influenced by what my brother was doing, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you know, and that's where you get a. I, it's amazing how folks kind of develop the knack for storytelling, and you know how exciting storytelling is. Being like a dungeon master, which I don't, I don't think it's enough credit. Kids that that play D and D, kids that role play, yeah, they put well, hours of prep work before you even play the game. Well, yeah. and I know a lot of people, you know, from back in my day that did. I never played, but. So such creative people, totally. You know, it's like it takes you places, and your mind just goes to this imaginative world, and you're able to just create. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and, and growing awesome. up with like a captivating dungeon master, like when <laughs> you, it's just it's wild. Like my brother was a really great dungeon master. His friends were really great dungeon masters. You know, to a seven year old kid. Is your so brother like, a millionaire now? No. Oh no, shit. No. Does he, he still live in your parents' garage? No, he does uh, not. Okay. But yeah, he's he's still he's cool. He's, he's you know, still right. still rocks. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but, but yeah, so I, and then I, I went into uh, I went to Florida State. My the same teacher that got me into theater kind of urged me to pursue it a little further went to florida state studied down there is that because it's close to where you lived or um it's it's about four hours away and actually it wasn't prudent <laughs> uh it was it, it cost my parents an arm and a leg because yeah, you went out of state went out of state yeah Same. Yeah. yeah it was you did i went to full sale oh yeah, oh dirty not, not far <laughs> dirty, yeah. dude yeah, yeah that i mean when i would talk about like my out-of-state credit hours at whatever 800 bucks an hour or something but full sales I mean that's a it's a tick above that I think. Uh, but Oof. look how well I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah. this job to pay his yeah. student loans off. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I I went to college in state, so it was very inexpensive. Yeah, just affordable. You just yeah. don't you know you come out with maybe a couple figures of debt, but nothing I, too crazy. I right? mean, how does that like my like my roommate in college was from Ohio, but he had like we had. Pretty much everybody who was in the theater department at my college had a scholarship of some sort. Like it might have been like two hundred fifty dollars a semester or something. But if you were from out of state, it also waived your out of state fees. Oh god! So what, like, what school was it? Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Man. Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, theater school Dang. now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it is. It is. I'm just kidding. Um, so, okay, so you, you're you Florida State. Yes, I studied at Florida State, studied theater. They had a really great film school, so I bounced over there, made a lot of friends, started doing uh, student films. I probably did, over the course of my uh, education down there, I probably did 20 films. When I graduated, I probably did another 10 um, student films. Just Awesome. You know, yeah. And so, in front and, and behind? Um, no, so, I, so when I'm talking about behind the camera, there, I, I did I volunteered a bunch, but I I did a lot of storyboards. Okay. Uh, for folks, I I did some when I after I graduated, I did some animation, some After Effects work for some of the student films, um, but mostly concept design and and storyboards. Sweet. Yeah. What what years were you there? Uh, I got there t- 2002, graduated in 2007. Okay. But the band kept me in town until 2010. Did you ever work with a guy at Florida State named Eod? I don't think so. All right, I did. I did his first feature. He was a Florida State grad. Yeah. So when you were at Florida State, 
around the time you graduated, what did you think came first behind the camera or in front of the camera? You personally. For me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, for me, storyboards were kind of, a, I mean, I love doing them, but it was kind of a, a means to get to know filmmakers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times I'd be working on student film storyboards and they'd say like, well, we got this like one liner. We like you, you could throw that thing your way, I guess. It's like you, you'd be good for it, actually. You know, and and like the whole time you're working, you're just kind of like sliding them kind of ideas. Like, hey man, you got anybody? You got anybody in this role? Like anything, anything you like yet for this or whatever? You know, and so you kind of learn. You learn the schmoozing biz. Or you learn the, Did you? The, is that like, what you wanted? You wanted them to put you in? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and I had this completely different idea. I, this is kind of off topic, but I had this completely different idea of who my type was too. You know, I I had long hair. I still look pretty shitty. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, but like the I, I thought I was going to be this like leading male Chris Pine type. You know, like or Chris, any of the Chris, Chris Evans, Chris whoever. Um, and and that's what I wanted to be. What's what I thought I wanted to be. Uh, but then I I just love playing villains, you know. So I luckily found my way that way. I mean, you me you've shit. definitely found your way into some pretty fun roles, man. I, I mean, like not that. just villain. You're 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 a character actor. Yeah, one of which you uh, you guys threw my way. Uh, on well, the dirt, which is well, you were, you were pitched. Yeah, the yeah. the producer. Oh, yeah, right, right. The yeah. producer Eric. Uh, I like I'm I'm sure we had seen tapes from you. But, you know, you being far away from where we are in New Orleans, I, we weren't that familiar with you at that time. And I maybe you were in something else that he produced or yeah, I'm not Intruders, sure. Intruders, a film called Intruders. Yeah. It started out as shut in, but yeah. Yeah, that that's the beginning. Of, yeah. And I know you're friends with some other actors that, that we know and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Mark but, Ashworth. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh, in yeah. the dirt as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, Carrie Cahill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your Walking Dead crew? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, so you uh, so you you worm your way into these student films at Florida State. Yeah, uh, on camera. On camera, uh, we did. I did a really great one called Kirksdale that my buddy Ryan Spindell did. Um, it played the festival circuit, made it to Tribeca. It played Ohio out in California, and you know, so I got this really jaded idea. We were traveling around with this thing, and I was like, "Oh, it's so easy! Like we've already done it," you know. Yeah. Uh, at, at like. You know, you're at a, a Tribeca party and Robert De Niro walks by and you're like, I've made it. And then I, <laughs> I had this crazy experience out in Ojai. I'm like straight out of college. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's the, the party is sponsored by Stella Artois, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Matt Perry, um, Ted Danson were all at this party. And I'm thinking like, I'm going to make it tonight. Like tonight's going to be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to get my agent. Like everything's going to be awesome. This is, I'm on Golden Pond. And, uh, but let I, me drink another Stella. Exactly. First. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, uh, so I had maybe three or four Stellas, five Stellas, six, I don't know. You <sighs> made, I, I start making my way over to them. And at that point, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen had already left. Uh, but Matt Perry and his agent were still there. So I was like, I still, you know, this is who I want to talk to. Um, having never seen friends. I'm sorry. Uh, really? <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. I'm Ever? Sorry. No, not an episode, not an episode, Dang. but I had just wow. watched a film that they made, um, called, called numb, I think. Um, but it, you know, Matthew Perry going through depression and a, a great film, especially if you've ever experienced any sort of depression. Um, so anyways, I, I'm making my way over to him and, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, within 15 feet and I, I, they had, there was this wade in pool. Uh, I, I don't know if you, you know, those things like where the, 
the water basically it doesn't just drop off oh it, it just, just goes just yeah. gradual just gradually yeah. in yeah oh no uh, <gasps> i stepped right in that oh, joker no. didn't i didn't correct myself next thing i know i'm in i'm like up to my nipples uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know you see you see you know i was like maybe the third or fourth person that had done it already that night um so you see matt perry kind of look over and his agent kind of look over and they both go like huh. you know and then uh <laughs> And you know, I'm, I'm like, that's exactly what should have happened. You know, I'm like, I'm, I, I just, there's no, you're not going to talk to somebody at a party and suddenly make your career. It's like, just you know, ground up, <laughs> just, just do the work, first. man. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So you didn't make it that night. Didn't make it that night. I still haven't made it. You were close. Yeah. <laughs> well, Real close. Do you, I mean, I really charm the pants off those. What guys, is I'm making sure. it? You yeah. like? You want to become a star? Or? No, no. You know, I I think at the time it was just finding a, a career and and you know uh, pay your bills with with the craft and luckily I'm, I'm at a point where I'm doing that, which is amazing. Yeah. You made it. Yeah. That's making that's it. Making that's making it. I think yeah. that's making it. Yeah. yeah. So you're not you're not in the band anymore, uh, or just here and there. They, everybody's got kids and families and stuff. So we take a rare show. We played maybe three shows last year and one earlier this year, but nothing too crazy. So is there like a cult following of uh, Look Mexico? It's tough. I, we, we is that how you say it, or is it like Look Mexico? Uh, that's a, uh, yeah, whatever. You, whatever's clever. Uh, okay. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I always think there there should be a comment like. Like, look, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. You well, now a, you got a problem. Oh well, no, they don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> not now. I don't agree. Look, oh, oh no, not <laughs> Mexico <laughs> itself, but like you know, some yeah, the band. Like the you band. know, no, yeah. not Mexico. No, no. America is the problem. So. Oh God, America is the problem. <laughs> it's a political. Show uh, yeah, exactly. Now. Look, Mexico, you got a problem, and it's the president of the United States. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I yeah. will I will back that statement. Now, okay. Now we're and I don't out. care about our sorry, conservative guys. listeners. I'm sorry. If you I'm if you agree with never mind. <laughs> I'm I'm all Facebook right now. I'm all oh. oh yeah. All right. Um so okay. So then um how did you how did you really start to gain traction and be able to you know for this to become your like all you do. Yeah. No day job? Wait, are you are you from Atlanta? Conyers, Conyers, okay. outside, okay, yeah. okay. thirty minutes east. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I I was simultaneously for for the first. So I started. I signed with Jay Purvis in 2010 when I got up there in October 2010, um, and and so I started doing a lot of music videos. I I was staying at a really <laughs> really shifty place. Uh, I had like mice. Like I'd go away to work a job or you know whatever, um, and. I'd come back and I'd have rat turds in my bed and stuff. And Ooh. I was living in a where like a subdivided warehouse, which is not uncommon for artists, you know, yeah. to live in these subdivided warehouses where you're paying. Yeah, I was paying like 198 bucks a month, oh, uh, which is what crazy. A dream. Yeah, yeah no window. I had a window that looked out onto a hallway that had that had a window. Did it have a it, bathroom? It did. It had two bathrooms actually. Oh. Uh, between how many people? Between seven to eight, and sometimes there were people sleeping on on our uh, uh landing on our staircase landing was this like a like rock star lifestyle living kind of warehouse where there would be shows and stuff i mean maybe no there wouldn't there wasn't shows there it was a lot of artists okay um, my friend melanie who um she she was working costumes for walking dead and had a, this this cat jess that was living there was a really amazing artist um yeah and then the, this other um 
another dude, Gavin, was running a record company out of it, so he ran his distro. That's why our rent was so cheap because half the warehouse was Records. his distro. Yeah, cool. That was, yeah, it was it was a cool thing. Uh, and I, and that's 2010. Yeah, 20, 2010, 2011. Um, but yeah, so I I was continually working. I had low rent, so I could kind of bounce around. I didn't want to work a day job or work a, a table job. You know, a lot of folks waiting tables and stuff. Right. Um, no offense to that craft or that career um i just that's a job i wanted yeah it's a job i wanted to have the flexibility of time sure so i started doing music videos um fortunately i did a couple and developed some traction and was able to do those i was doing graphic design at the same time you're directing these music videos directing shooting cutting doing it uh, all yeah all the kind because you like this stuff they would uh, i did a lot with island def jam and they would come to me basically as a, a video was they already had a video in the pipeline so they had a great song they loved then they would you know order a, a legit music video and then have me do lyric videos um so you know it would pay maybe 1500 bucks which for three weeks of work wasn't it wasn't the, you know yeah you only amount. needed 198 dollars yeah, <laughs> yeah so. exactly it, <laughs> it, it, it was three months of rent yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. So, you're like here's a whole year <laughs> exactly and, and you know i couldn't with that that price tag i, I didn't really want to hire on a crew so i just did everything myself and my roommate tara actually helped me a bunch too okay yeah your current roommate or your roommate at the time uh my roommate that's not Tara. Eventually, the roommate. casting director is. No, 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 no. She's got a family. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But in 2010, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. So okay, so then that all that happens, and then uh, yeah, so I start getting small you just start bit parts. auditioning, and yeah, and I I had to sit down with my agency saying like, listen, I I would love to to target more. Um, more villains more dirt bags so and that became kind of my bread and butter i i got a you know uh, a meth head in bet's the game which is one of my first roles nice um i did a couple regional commercials oh yeah, yeah dude yeah uh and then i played a bunch of pizza guys i did a pizza guy in alvin and the chipmunks and a pizza guy in a uh, million dollar arm Pizza guy in the act. You pizza guy in the act. Yeah, eventually. I saw you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh but, my god, you're like the go-to pizza guy. That's, <laughs> I, you know, I like it. You it's play like, you play a Carney in uh, Love a, Simon. Carney, Carney and Love Simon. Carney in in um, this uh, Vince Vaughn movie called Term Life. Awesome. Rude Heckler yeah. and I Tanya. Heckler and I Tanya. So all these dirtbags. So, <laughs> people are like, oh, right, we need a we need a dirtbag that's like you know thirty to. 40 and were, hasn't cut his hair yet and, were you grappling with this dirt bag thing when we did uh when we did the dirt because someone i think someone was like josh wants to cut his hair because he doesn't want to be yeah, typecast as a dirt bag that. for the rest of his life was that a thing for a little while or it's are not you so still much, i mean honestly it's not so much about being typecast as a dirt bag i love these roles i just I'm tired of sleeping with long hair. I don't know, have you guys ever had long <laughs> I, hair? I did in college, yes. Very it's long, yes. Awful. It's awful. Like you you feel like you got spiders on you all the time and then and then <laughs> you're like laying on it and you wake up and your back is all or your neck's all screwed up because you were like laying on your hair all night and your scalp hurts all day. It's like crazy what what long hair like you know, predominantly women have gone through for a long time. Um, and you know, you just So you really don't it. want this hair. You're I'm over. Keep, you're keeping it strictly for your career, I'm, yeah, that hair's oh, the money maker. It, it, I mean, it you affects think? the way you look. Okay, well, I just want to feel about yourself. I mean, stuff. the hair is good. I will say that, but 
you're a better actor yeah, than you're, your hair. Yeah, Thanks, man. Like, no, you are. Like, you, you you don't really need the hair. You do. I mean, I've seen you do a lot of auditions, and they're always creative. They're always, you know, there's always something different mm-hmm. in it. I'm gonna talk about your slates because those are fun. <laughs> those your slates are fun. Day. I don't know. I don't know how many <laughs> casting folks out there appreciate them as much as we do. Oh, but thanks, um, what, like, it, just to explain to the everyone listening, Josh always does something, some little quirky thing in his slate that is unique and poignant to the character in some way. Um, <laughs> And, and 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 without going over the top it's a risky move every time it is a risky move you think so oh yeah. man thanks guys well you I, execute it every time it's yeah. like steph well, curry from three it's well because like because hit. he's committed yeah. he's a he's a hundred from three a yeah. hundred yeah. percent commitment on his slates yeah um which slates are stupid and you like you know maybe people don't watch them you know like we really just watch it to see like what your full body looks like and you know, to know how tall you are, that kind of stuff. But you always like grasp some a bit of a te- extra attention with it. What What's the impetus of this? Uh, I, I mean, I just love. It. I I think about it, and I, maybe it's having sat you know sat with. Or if you are- if you would like to refrain from answering this question so that people don't do not steal your mojo because no. a lot of actors listen to this. No, well, share fact, the wealth. No, no, I, that's the thing. I I don't feel that same competition like i want i want everybody to do as best they can i want them to send the best tapes they can because i know like a lot of times i i can phone it in you know like there's there's times i i know that i could do a better tape i could i i want to be you know i want to get those sides i want to be learning my lines immediately sometimes i know like i can learn that shit in 15 20 minutes so i wait you know and i i want to be held accountable i want i want other people to be doing better to, so it'll push me to to you know expect more of myself. Um, so but but yeah for those slates I yeah I, yeah I, I, it's just fun. It, it's like a I think I hope that didn't sound really no that was so cool. important yeah no, no, no. Uh, but yeah the for for the slates it's just like you have you only have so much time to, to let a cast director know you understand the character and so for me it's like impro- you know scripted improv within the character and you haven't like you guys watch so many of those things. You just assume it's got to be really freaking boring to watch a hundred slates and people saying the same, you know, same stuff about themselves. Three hundred, yeah. So you know, do something that's fun. But but I have tried to do that with some of my friends that I tape. I'm like, hey man, let's let's do this. This thing is funny or whatever. And because I always try and make it, it, usually it's pretty funny, like within character, but kind of like you know something to laugh at. Um, And their agent will call him and be like, "Hey, let's let's get just a normal slate." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to lead you astray. Like, I don't know what happened." Yeah, yeah maybe do like just send both. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it is a risky move because like, I mean, clearly your agent has decided. Okay, th- I mean, we're not the only people you send those to, right? No, no, no. yeah. Joy Joy likes them. She yeah yeah. She always and and it's well, also a thing that it's like nice to know that she's watched. Like when I send it mm-hmm. to my agent that she's going to watch it, you know, because she always responds to the, to the slate. Do you ever feel like, I mean, now that I'm bringing it up in this way, maybe other people have. I don't know. Do you, Now do you feel pressure to deliver on these slates? No. 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 All right. No. It's just fun. Well, I, you know, no. I, the same pressure I feel in making sure that that character feels honest, you know. And yeah. Like that, that slate 
thing will come naturally. I think. Well, okay, good. I'm glad you brought up the honest thing because you you do deliver some nice grounded performances and they're very honest and real. And the, our show is called Talking Like Normal People because we just want you to talk like a freaking normal person. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. How do you, how do you stay grounded in a character without? it becoming a caricature or without it going over the top. Um, do you subscribe to any methods or like what's, what's your, what's your secret sauce? <laughs> uh, a lot of times it's, it's, I mean, I, I like watching my tapes. I self-direct a lot. I, I try and imagine the, this, you know, having a really good reader. I have a couple of really great readers um, up in Atlanta. And so having those folks that I trust that give me that don't give me hyperactive reads that give me you know subtle stuff and I, I watched something with Jason Bateman recently where he talks about or I maybe it was a live interview kind of thing um, where he screened Ozark up in Atlanta and uh, he was talking about someone had asked what what are the types of auditions you like and he he brought up the idea of you know the stuff that he really likes is stuff that he kind of has to lean into you know and that really captivates him as is you know, it's people who aren't, you know, super big that, that, that not, not that it's just a whisper and it's not just a voice thing, but it's, um, it's internalized. Yeah. You, you take what you're doing. You, and, and I think a lot of people get stuck in the trap when they're taping, say, if you're on a certain, uh, certain length of lens, you know, that thing is across the room and you're talking to your reader on the other side of the camera when really the person in your scene is going to be like, you know, a, a couple feet away from you. Right. And, and that's why I always, you know, it's not where the reader is. It's where that person would be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who self tape miss that Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's like, I, I think you feel the need to have, well, that's why uh, when that person hear me, but you're not seeing that when actors yeah. come in live, we do see people live. Just so <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> um, uh, which we'll get into, uh, I, a lot of times I stand, I'll stand towards the edge of the carpet because I want to be closer to them, you know, just to give them that intimacy. So it's not so, you know, I do stand behind the camera as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Yeah. If, and if you're an actor who can't uh, distinguish that and visualize it and, you know, make us believe that that's what your environment is, then I think it's going to it's yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good. It's not gonna be great. And and then what it immediately says to you probably is this person lacks self awareness or or is a loud talker, <laughs> which are both kind of strange, <laughs> strange things. Bad they qualities. go hand in hand, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So um so being in Atlanta, are you do you tape most of your auditions? Yeah, I, I do. I, I handle most of my yeah. I'd say ninety nine percent of my auditions, I I tape myself. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and these are for jobs that are there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, are you saying instead of going in the room? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say I'd say ninety percent then. Um, ninety percent of my auditions I'm taping, and yeah, that's jobs that are in Atlanta and Southeast. Crazy. It's crazy. It's it's been bonkers. And ninety percent this year. Last year I would say it was closer to ninety five percent, but um, some of the cast directors up to Tara and Chase have have been doing a lot more in the room stuff. Um, George Pierre always ask you to come in the room which i think is really cool yeah uh, especially if you you know you get along with them it's yeah. like because i don't know have you guys met george pierre uh no yeah he could he could be really intimidating when you know the first couple of reads but then when you get to know him it's like oh he's just he's a sweet dude okay yeah 
Shout out to George Pierre. What up, George Pierre? I doubt he listens, but (laughs) he should. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do are you uh working in any other markets besides the southeast um i have los angeles management and they submit me for you know maybe one or two jobs a month i Uh, feel like we've seen josh on some lists uh like of la options on shows that we've been on where it'll be like you've done a read and 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 you've been in the mix which is awesome oh yeah, yeah 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 i'm like we could have hired him. Yeah. We, <laughs> we could have got him that. for cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think we could get him for cheaper, but yeah. that's what well, they say too. It's not a flight. Wait, no, yeah, you wouldn't be coming from LA. No, maybe. Yeah, no. maybe. Well, I mean, it can be a flight. It could yeah. be. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks. Yeah. That's Thanks. awesome. Well, it's, yeah. it's interesting too that y'all say that because uh, you never know. Yeah. That in the the idiosyncrasies of how you're getting cast, who's you know who's pushing you is your agent push, pushing you is your manager pushing you was it a request from casting like that that's a lot of stuff that gets kind of lost in the mix you don't really know who to thank or you know ah, you don't have to thank anybody Thanks. just take the job and just, do it yeah except you job. know <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's it always uh that happens to us a lot especially with some of the atlanta talent i think because atlanta is such a bigger uh pool of people we'll get I will have requested the same actor that is being seen in LA via tape for some roles. Um, or maybe for a different role. Maybe I requested that actor for something different. Sure. They refused to audition for me because it's a bigger role or something at the LA level. Sure. Um, so Atlanta versus new Orleans. I just want to like shout out this distinction and, and why it's so important for us to, be able to have the great talent pool from Atlanta able to work here as well. Um, we're a city of what? 300,000 people. Ish, yeah. Atlanta is what? 6 million people. I think so. And expected to grow a couple million. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got just think on every level of, of a crew base and cast casting base. It's like, there's so many more people. There's going to be so much more, in every department available. So we definitely, you know, are always spreading the net, uh, to Atlanta when we can. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's good. What, and one thing I've always been a champion of is, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that film is, is definitely back here, that things are looking up in North Carolina, that South Carolina is starting to do more stuff. I think the, the health of, of the entire Southeast only makes what, Atlanta's doing better because everybody's competitive for these tax breaks and these these sure. films that are coming these big films like you know especially a lot of the Marvel stuff um, when when these things get announced and they're coming to Georgia or they're coming here I, I mean I think it makes us make us makes us all look good yeah. and even you know there's this heartbeat bill that's going on in Georgia that, that well here the too industry. yeah mm-hmm. and you, you worry you just hope that one state close enough will you know, maintain their infrastructure and uh, be smart enough to not let those things yeah. happen. I mean, it's nerve wracking. We, I mean, I'll talk about it. Do it. I won't say what studio it is, but we, we lost a big series because of the heartbeat bill. They decided to pull out. Yeah. Um, and that was going to keep us on a, on a job until what? March, Fe- February, March, February, March. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. I bought I a mean, car based off of that and had to take it back. 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> you would never buy a car. I, I was kidding? like, that wasn't, that wasn't very smart. No. I mean, in this, in this business, you kind of know, like, you're, you're signed on to something. No, it, well, mean, it's one we were really excited was, about. Yeah, it was and, great scripts. And, and all, the, all the episodes, there is anthology. All the episodes were uh, set in Louisiana. Like, it's specific to Louisiana. And they're like the poor That's writer's good. room had to like go back and I guess they're rewriting it for somewhere else or oh. I don't know how they're doing it. It's unreal. Because we're not on it anymore. Yeah. I had two friends that are writers for a show, uh, a Netflix show, and they they kind of made that decision too. They they uh, took the it was coming to Georgia. They had reached out to me like, hey man, we're coming. We might have something for you. We don't know, but um, just you know, I was excited to see them. They're, this they're is the entire studio net or the network i guess yeah it was hulu I'll okay say. <laughs> yeah i mean it's like a it, you can't yeah. blame them i mean it's you're asking yeah. people to work in a state that doesn't respect their rights and yeah. like well what are you gonna do like right. i but you know everyone there's this state and fight georgia campaign i'm sure there's something similar here in louisiana i hope i don't something. know for that uh go we uh have yeah go get her well we yeah. yeah we have a um organization called the lfea yeah. and uh-huh. they and Basically, the LFEA um, has a uh, hires a what do you call it a, when you a lobbyist, lobbyist for the film industry who kind of manages all that That's and, cool. and puts the campaigns into place. Yeah, I hope I got that right. But <laughs> yeah, LFEA LFEA has been around you know since they started. Like every time there's a legislation session yeah there's something in jeopardy and so that was created you know probably 10 years ago in a response to a need to help the film industry uh, sustain itself yeah. you know and have someone fighting for an industry at the government level the state government level it's awesome so yeah i'm yeah. sure there's something like that in georgia too yeah, i think so yeah and you know you we're, we're uh there's there's a a lot of, you know, evidence that that shows that it's not so drastic, like that, that we're not so far from affecting real change in Georgia. So, good. Um, yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, we don't have to get too political. I'm I'm hyper political. We've so done sorry, a lot of politics this episode. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's guys. I am I am not political at all. I just all right. He's not. Um, <laughs> so, what's the what's the act like the scene for an actor like in? Atlanta would you advise a young actor to to move there absolutely I, I mean I have friends that reach out to me weekly um, asking should I move to Atlanta I, I will say that uh, with the caveat of give yourself a year and a half two years you know a lot of people come and I think this is common of a lot of markets that people think they're going to uh, you know make it out there they have a couple friends that are maybe working on a show or writing for a show or whatever and they think they're gonna make those connections real quick um, take a lot of meetings and drinks with people and suddenly, <laughs> you know, you're stepping into a pool. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta seems like it really is like LA, you know, like I, New Orleans is not like no. that. I've lived in LA. Like, are there, you say you have, you know, there might be friends who are writers on a show. Are there writers rooms that are actually set in, I don't in think so. Atlanta? I think the, yeah, I think all that, that beginnings of production, um, all the writers' rooms are still out west, unfortunately. But I, there, there is talk of, of, you know, especially well, Tyler Perry being the exception, which I don't think he receives enough credit for what the industry is doing in Georgia. Because you know, regardless of what happens, I think he's going to stick around. And Tyler Perry Studios taking over an abandoned military base at Fort McPherson there, 
um, you know, I, I went out there not too long ago for an audition and that what he has done to that that area i mean the studios look like you you might as well be on a 20th century fox yeah studio. i've heard it's amazing i've never seen it. it yeah it's gorgeous and then you know but it's updated updated amenities like yeah. it's not you know the old school you know where they shot casablanca and stuff. yeah it's awesome. like it's amazing it's really nice i heard when you studios. drive through the gates it's all like leds or something it is yeah, yeah with like you know medea like boo medea's halloween <laughs> so that's amazing yeah it's amazing there's a fountain and everything it's gorgeous you know he's Good. done a great job up there it's a it, i mean a lot of people get their start on those shows too and you know they're shooting like 40 to 60 pages a day sometimes two episodes three yeah. episodes is it and he's directing all of it yeah I, i've heard from I've his heard cell story. phone I, I haven't worked uh i haven't worked on a tyler perry gig but i've i've had friends that have run sound and done different things um and they talk about how on the same stage they'll have two different shows running they'll he'll go over here direct it shoot it you get two takes if you're lucky then he bounces over to the other one directs them and just you know he'll when they're setting up they're you know wow yeah it's, it's just bonkers. i wonder if like he actually takes a salary a directing salary for each i mean i know he owns the yeah. whatever he, yeah. it is all his salary <laughs> whatever it's, it's all his, yeah, yeah it's exactly. all his anyway yeah, yeah gosh that's why he does it so quick i think he shot they shot boo Medea halloween or one of those maybe boo or not <laughs> yeah boo Medea halloween <laughs> boo Medea funeral uh, <laughs> no i think they shot the uh, the funeral one in like some crazy like a feature in like eight days but if uh, you know an involved feature and some of those you know you hear horror stories about 18 hour days 20 hour days and sweet nuts yeah so what's a regular day like for you when you're not on set um i well i've so my mom, my, my family lives close. So I, you know, one or two days a week, I go out there. I started working. My dad passed away not too long ago. And I'm he, sorry to hear oh, that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, he, he, uh, he started a Mustang project, uh, a 67 Mustang fastback that he had. And he had kind of amassed all the parts and everything. I know diddly squat about it, but I, I started piecing that thing together, started getting it uh, prepared to do metal work. And that's what I've gotten into now um that's cool yeah so i spent a couple of days out there it I, I it's it's too cool to even it feels really like way cooler than me like it's such a you know it's where like, restoring oh, a 67 mustang <laughs> yeah, yeah. where where are you now in this project like what's uh it's stripped down i have a i actually have a thing if i you don't mind a, a like a silly plug but i have a thing on my instagram that i'm kind of it, it's called josh's garage and it's this dumb instagram story thing that it's, it's basically an episodic where uh, I'm I'm restoring the thing, but I played I play you know Josh. You made a I'm, character. I made a character. He's okay. I'm he's, tuning in. Yeah, check yeah. it out. This is on yeah. your Instagram. It's on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Handle? It's uh, at Joshua Michael M I K E L. All right. Yeah. Uh, it might be awesome. an underscore there, but it yeah. And so I I've been doing that. You know I I send I I'm likely one of the squeakiest wheels my agency has. So if I see something that comes out on deadline or whatever. You're IMDb, like, I, yeah, I'm like, can, can you get me on this? Well, yeah, I just, I just <laughs> hey, look at day. this, guys. Yeah, like there's there's all this stuff, like you know, Halo's coming and and Good Lord Bird. That's when I what I sent out about the other day is like, you know, there's this there's a lot of stuff where I have to, you know, I'm not gonna get on a show like Bluff City Law or something. I'm gonna like Halo. They'll have you know shitty looking dudes with long hair. Like you know, Good Lord Good, Good Lord Bird's a period piece. Ethan Hawke. Um, pre-civil war i think 
uh, period piece. So he's like, awesome. Yeah, it's just amazing, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, just you, working you, something that to be on something that he's. You've he's done other with. shows here, right, in New Orleans? Yeah, uh, yeah. You had me on. Oh, you well, you had dirt. me on the dirt. Um, I did Corey, which I think was awesome. Megan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had the first thing I worked down here was was Terminator oh, Genesis. Gen- well, that was Liz. way back Liz. when. What's that? That was way back when. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like 2013, was, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Way it was back crazy. when. That was a long time for it's me. It's crazy. I know. And then I had a – well, I had – I was fortunate they left me in the cut, but I, I just, it's just – it was a whole regrettable experience. I just feel terrible. Really? Are those early jobs I think you look back on and you're just like, I could have done that differently. No. <laughs> yeah. no regrets, man. No regrets. No I, regrets. I think I told folks that I, I I lied and said I was a local. I was using you know my agency address. And <gasps> then they had a they had a table read that I drove down for, drove back. Then they had a oh, shoot day. I drove down for, put myself up for. It got rained out. I drove back. Oh, then I came down for the final one. So I you know. So you you spent money. I spent money and then you you did not break even. Well, but it, now after residuals, it's all yeah. a wash, and that's what I th- I would tell actors too. If you th- even if you think you're going to lose money on a job, like that's career building, and you don't know. Yeah. And you're in Terminator. Yeah, you're in a Terminator movie. I got to meet I got to meet Arnold. You know, yeah, just you know, I mean, call him a shithead or whatever. You know, I mean, if anyone from the Screen Actors Guild is listening to this. <laughs> Just skip over this part. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, sorry. No, I mean you did it. I didn't no, have anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't. Care. Yeah, I, I don't. They're not going to find you. I'm no. interested, actually. That that would be one of the questions I'm interested in. All right, like well, how, ask it. How uh, <laughs> you know? How deeply do you do you look at people's paperwork to decide me? if they're a local or not? Yeah, me, sir. If they, um, <laughs> me, sir. Um, oh man. I mean, well, I am typically looking for locals. Um, you know, we, you know, thank, thankfully the Screen Actors Guild has the travel waiver for um, day players because a lot of what we hire are day players. Right. And, um, and that for production that waives the travel days. Um, you know, that even, that gets taxing on production. Hold yeah. Um, that gets, you know, we, we get flack sometimes. Like, why, why are there so many people who aren't? who aren't uh, local well because we live in a city of 300,000 people you know yeah so like if if a production hires me to do their casting and they pay my corporation they get a 35% rebate on the money they pay me that's a huge savings it's amazing yeah so they they forfeit that money which a lot of especially like indie films are counting on yeah they they're counting on every uh, penny that they're going to get from their tax incentives. Totally. They're budgeted yeah. to have every single yeah. person live in Louisiana. So, I mean, if you are lying and saying that you're local, but you're not really local, I mean, I guess it it is still saving them money. Yeah. You know, but it's costing you money. Right. Ultimately. Yeah. And it, and it kind of undermines everybody else's. It work. does. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I know that's a that's a big bone of contention, especially in the Atlanta area with the travel waiver. That was a big deal in the last SAG election. Is that and, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for this, you know, actors you have to especially I think I think it was maybe in the stunt world it was a big oh, deal. Totally. I I don't know any stunt player that works local hire. Oh really? It's like, no, you're you want me to fall off your building. I'm, you're <laughs> yeah. paying me to come there. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, 
that was interesting yeah. to me too that you know what how budgets pan out and you know kind of the extra money that's available in certain parts of the budget that isn't available say for yeah. casting or yeah. whatever you know like they won't bat an eye at you know, allowing someone to park their car in valet for a week or something right. but they'll they'll right. not go into you know they'll like not want to give you a mill penalty or you know right different stuff it's well the whole like work local hire thing i <clears throat> you know while i know like a majority of actors uh don't want to play that game and they shouldn't there unfortunately there's always a new actor who has hopes and dreams yeah. of mm-hmm. making it in hollywood and they're gonna do whatever the fuck they can to get that part yeah you know oh, yeah. oh no i yeah i live in new orleans my, my uh, cousin yeah. has a house there and i actually live there right now yeah, yeah. I'm, i've yeah. been here for six months yep. yeah you know like it's there's always someone and 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 they're good actors. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like they are terrible actors who are like that would need to do this because it's the only way they could get a job or right. anything like that. They're actually good actors and can can say two lines, you know, yeah. Yeah. convincingly and get their SAG card or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. So there's always as long as there's always people that are going to do that, it's always going to be a it's always going to be a thing like yeah. unless there's some like sag police that are gonna like really crack down and yeah. make sure people are being you know straight up legit yeah so, I, I had a, a situation not too long ago where i went to lunch with my buddy who was in town working and i was like where are you staying he's like at a bud's house on on the couch um and uh turns out he had read for he, he's from la he had read for a part that i uh, I had put on for, booked it, and then decided to be hired as a local. He he got hired as a local to work it over you, over me. So I was like, that's the first time I've ever experienced that firsthand. You know, I'd, like I'm looking at the guy that took my job as a not who's not a local, but was hired as a local. Was your first instinct to beat him up? Say that no. you're a local hire. <laughs> uh, what's that for? For you on the next one to be like, I'm I'm local. Because you want the job? Or were you like, no. I'm- oh, no. This this was for an Atlanta job. So I was oh. local. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he was coming from L.A. to work local in Atlanta. I'm glad he wasn't sleeping on your sofa. No, yeah. he wasn't on my sofa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and I didn't, because I'd done it before. I'd essentially stolen a job from somebody that, you know, it was a one-line thing, and I'm blurry in the background. Uh, you know, and I won't do it again. Uh, but it, it, it was, it. you don't think about the implications. It's like, you know swiping from a mom and pop store yeah it's I not mean, stealing a job to me it's taking a job that's yours you just have to go I, out of I your will way say, to do it all right cool i will say that 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 whole the whole thing is becoming uh more and more recognized yeah. as a thing that happens and it's not flying under the radar anymore right. which i think is progress towards you know um a fair you know uh booking or right. whatever it is um you know I'm, I'm sure i've certainly been guilty of in my years of doing this of hiring people that you knew were that yeah exactly. i mean i worked in shreveport for god's sakes nobody lives there yeah oh yeah and i worked for millennium for god's sakes <laughs> Oof. you know so just take that for what you will yeah I mean, we'll cut that part out <laughs> no, i'm fine i'm All fine right. with it <laughs> I mean, they're not listening to this. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if they are, thank you for fostering my career in the beginning. It was, yeah, right. It was great. <laughs> it's tough. The kind of stuff you, you do early in your career that 
you look back and you're like, ooh, that guy was that was shady. That that <laughs> felt that was weird. That whole thing was weird. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So, do you feel successful? I, I yeah, I would say I'm proud of of what I've been able to do in ten years uh, or nine years in the business. And I, and your your mom, she happy for you? Stoked. So yeah, stoked. I think once once I was paying once I started paying my own bills, which went late in life actually, and I guess not highly uncommon for folks that have loads of of uh, student debt but um yeah i think mom and dad were both really you know super stoked that awesome I was, and you know everybody likes watching me die and everything <laughs> 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 i just end up yeah i just end up dead in most stuff so it's not a lot of stuff that my mom or uh, family can really watch but it's, it's nice <laughs> yeah i want to uh rewind real quick about uh you were talking about self-tapes and you had mentioned uh, your reader that you make sure you have a good reader. Yeah. Uh, cause I've been thinking so about important. that. It's, we deal a lot with people that get very distracting readers. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people will get their seven year old kid to oh, read. Boy. Who's yeah. Oh boy. Muscling through it. Yeah. Uh, they'll get people over a cell phone just to you. How important is having a good reader? And do you ever cut corners? Is there ever a time where you're like, this is, this is not what I want, but it's what I have. Yeah. Um, two parts. I, I will say I did myself an incredible disservice early on in my career by sending in bad tapes and probably spent the better half of a year reacquainting myself with cast directors sending in better tapes and not great tapes yet. But, you know, if I was sending in the, the type of tapes, at least look wise and reader wise that I was that I am now early in my career. Um, maybe things, you know, I, I may have a couple roles under my belt, a couple more, you know, some, something that I wanted back then. You'd have 80 credits instead of 78. Yeah, exactly. I got you. <laughs> oh man. I don't, it, that sounds, yeah, it sounds douchey, but it, it, yeah, I'd have, I'd have like a couple more. <laughs> you know, no, no, I mean like, yeah, I, it, I did spend, a, I think, a, I, I don't know what casting directors would say, but I think I spent a, a considerable amount of time making up for lost time by Sending, having sent in terrible tapes. I'll tell you what, what, what gets me the first five tapes that I watch set the tone for my mood for the day. <laughs> and if you are the first tape and one of the things Justin just brought up are lacking, if it's like a crappy reader or bad tape quality, or you taped it with yourself where you recorded your own lines I will flip the fuck out. I will. Yeah. I have a handful of agents on text and I'll just start texting. I'm like, <laughs> what is this person thinking? You need to have them retape this right away. Like, cause I think that's what everything's going to be like. That's coming in after totally. that. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, ah! so, so if you're going to like rush it and be the first person to get your tape in, make yeah. sure it's great yeah. or else you're going to piss me off. Wow, that's that's great advice. And you actually. will. You, it really does piss me off, and then I and then Justin has to put up with me for that at least two hours. He's like got that. a short fuse. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't it? Even this morning, you were like, "I was in such a good mood this morning." Oh, I was. Yeah. We got in here. I don't know if you see in our office. There's a big there's like a big part of the wall. walls cut out. Yeah. Well, they like unplug. They we had mold growing in our office. Oh uh, yeah. Um, which is supposedly eradicated. Congratulations, every actor that's breathed in here. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, it's oh, not here toxic. Comes lawsuits. Jesus, yeah. Justin. <laughs> It's not toxic. It's New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. everything's moving. Um, so they they unplugged our internet, and then like 
he couldn't connect the printer to the internet and I couldn't get on the internet. And uh, I was trying to watch a couple of tapes before we started our casting. Oh man. I was, I was like, you guys do have like a lot of uh, strange tapestries in here. You probably, where you were kicking holes in the wall, just like watching shitty, <laughs> shitty tapes and just like, it's all like, about, well, yeah. well, if you see those, those dents on the wall there, this yeah. is where we tape actors. Yeah. That's from an actor beating the shit out of my wall with a telephone. Oh, Cause God. he was, you know, Acting. in character. Oh my God. Pull yeah. it back, man. Oh dude. I was so mad. You, he didn't. Get I stopped it. him. I was yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, 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 Whoa. Oh, now, now all my tapes have that crap in it. Gosh. The, you know, you hear that stuff too, about actors going off on a lint, like taking really crazy chances or just being like a really, you know, un, uh, unseasoned actor doing stuff like that. And you know, sometimes it goes well for him. <laughs> he was unseasoned. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, or, or like people getting drunk for roles they need to be drunk for. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hey, mm, you can't do that for it's a 12-hour shoot, my man. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Awesome. Nightmare. This is a good podcast. This is a great one. Heck yeah. I think we're nearing the end of our time. Do you have yeah. any other questions? Oh, well, I, I, I was going to say, I, I, have, I have found some great readers over my time. Um, you know, great friends that I also consider great actors. Um but I have I have snuck in, and I know y'all don't want to hear that, but I've I've snuck in some of those some bad ones. No, the, well, the ones where you tape your you tape yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm but sure. I, I, I think knowing I know. it, and you know, I, I'll put somebody on on speakerphone, and and I don't I, I'm not trying to give her, give everybody a sense that this is what you can do or should do. But if you know, in a pinch, I I in what I did the other night actually at my hotel room because I didn't know anybody. I just got into town. I didn't know anybody I could read with. You put somebody on speakerphone, right? And then you, but I, I have the savvy enough. I edit my own stuff. I know what's bad sound and good sound. So I, once I get that and I have the timing right, cut out their audio and replace it with your audio, where you're reading off camera, just like, just like a reader would, where a reader would be standing. Recorded on the same device. Recorded on the same device. So it sounds the same. Then splice it. Yeah, that's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work, but it. It it's, makes well, and it makes you really it like if if you take if you've only had two days to learn your lines and it's a chunk of lines and you're slow on your pickup, it makes you seem like you're really good on your pickup. There you go, because you, <laughs> you can you can. Tuck you, it. Well, that's the problem with them. People don't do what you're doing. What they do is they have someone record it, and there's a like a two second gap in between their line mm-hmm. and the there's a and lag. the recorded line, yeah. and it's like. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah! Speed it up already. You can hear the audio cut out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. No, but well, the, the lovely thing I find with that is I can manipulate both sides of the performance. So I'm acting against the perfect actor, which is me. <laughs> there you go. On that note, I'm, okay. Can you remember that? I'm acting uh, against the, the perfect pro- actor. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just. No, but I just yeah. listened to Scoot McNary, I think on on Mark Marin, and he r- recorded himself with himself for his audition for the Tarantino movie or for some movie, Holy cow. some other movie. Yeah. And he was going on how like, I, I mean, I never have to go audition again. I can just do this with myself. <laughs> and he was, he was dead serious. Like oh, but my. the way he was telling it, like clearly he's not lived this life oh, of yeah. having to like yeah. tape auditions uh, with himself. <laughs> like he, he probably had the role before he auditioned, you know, and yeah. they just did it as a, well, we should probably have them taped just you know, totally. so we could see. And, and I will say that 99.9% of the time, those tapes come out looking 
they, they're not as good as having a reader. It's just what you do in a pinch. Yeah. You know, like because people can see that you're you're not listening. You know, you're, I'm listening to right for, to yeah. a wall and to a speakerphone that's laying on a bed. Yeah. You, know, you have away. to listen. Yeah. You have to react. That's it. Dude, acting guys. Acting. So cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. Last question, and then we're gonna go. Sure. Is there anything you want casting or producers to know about you that they might not know from you just being the everyday actor that you are? I mean, I've been hurting to get into a role where I'm playing drums. Like, I, oh. I want to play drums in something so badly because I, you know, look, I, I can fake. It. You see Mexico. so many people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Check out Look Mexico. Uh, but, you know, you see so many people behind a drum kit that look the part, but they're not playing on time. And you're like, what's going on? Couldn't you find a real drummer to just do this or whatever? Yeah. Um, there was a couple of shows that came by. And there's stuff out now, like, um, what's the BET show? The Soul Train is, is out. And, you know, there's different stuff. Are you a drummer in that? No. Uh, no. He's going to be. I'm just saying there's the potentiality for, uh, 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 you know. Is that a series, the Soul it Train is, thing? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like a TV movie or something. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to be a drummer in something. So any, anybody out there needs a drummer. And he's a good drummer. He's a great hey, thanks. drummer. Yeah. Well, you guys listen to the I mean, other drummer, Gary. He's yeah, a, Gary's he's great. He's, he's based a... off of you, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. only Gary's... trying to be as yeah. good as you are. All right, thanks. Man. That's like, you're like, you're basically like the guy before Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl stole oh, whoever, man. the original right. Nirvana drummer. <clears throat> and we all remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Wait, that's Phil Collins, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was. That was Phil Collins. You're right. <laughs> Phil Collins was the original drummer of Nirvana. Oh, yeah, man. True. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was the drummer of Cream or whatever. Is that yeah, right? Both. Okay, Genesis. Yeah. No, drummer no, of Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Genesis. Yeah. Not Cream. Eric Clapton and Cream. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. And, <laughs> we figured it out. All right. Thank you to uh, everyone in this room. Jason, who hopefully will edit this for us. I, I think he will. Um, follow us on Instagram at Talk Like Normal, at Glorioso Casting, at Jason Edwards TV, at Full Grown Mouse, at Justin TC underscore underscore, at, at Joshua, Joshua Michael, M I K E L. That's it. All right, y'all. We out. Thank y'all. Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. MyCastingFile.com.